Hey everyone, you're listening to Something Real. On today's Something to Talk About episode, Rich is actually talking with his brother Jeff. And it's kind of interesting that Jeff is taking the reins on this episode because it's all about turning the other cheek. And Jeff is a retired military veteran. So it's it's interesting how the two discuss how being in the military and kind of, you know, just being in everyday life relates to this passage and what it really means. And are we supposed to stand down? Are we supposed to defend ourselves? Are we supposed to defend others? They get into all that in this conversation, and I think you'll find it really interesting. So here you go. Uh, welcome back for this episode of Something to Talk About with Stacy still on break. Uh, we have our special guest today is not my son Gabriel, but my brother Jeff. And uh, Jeff is joining us today to talk about this uh, teaching that Jesus gives us in Luke chapter 6. We've been looking at verses 27 to 38. As uh, the Lord brings some pretty radical teaching about personal interactions and our attitude towards other people, uh, Jeff's background is uh, obviously we grew up together. We were raised in the same home, so we've got some similar perspectives on some things. He also is an overseer in the church, uh, has uh, spent his adult life in a military setting, is a retired U.S. Army veteran, and is raising two sons with his wife, Jessica. So, uh, Jeff, welcome. Thank you, and this is my my first ever podcast. (laughs) Listen to many, but first time on this side of the mic. Yeah, so I I think this is going to be enjoyable. You and I spent a lot of time talking about things in general and, you know, sort of solving the world's problems. Yes, So this time we get to let other people in on it as well. So as we're looking at this, one of the things that um, kind of stands out, and you and I have talked about this in other settings uh, previously, is when Jesus is talking about doing good to your enemies, we can, you know, we can get that. We can kind of see where he's going. But uh, what about this turning the other cheek as a, you know, as a military man, uh, as a parent of boys, you know, how does that, how does that fit in to real life? Because that's what we want to do here is connect the reality of God to the realities of life. Well, in real life, uh, you, you've got responsibilities as a soldier, obviously. You're not going to be a very effective soldier if you're turning the other cheek uh, during attacks and so on. Uh, and how do, we, how do we play this out with our kids? Well, I think it's a really, really difficult concept. Um, I, it's one that can be misunderstood, I think, pretty easily. Um, but but it's just a difficult concept to, to, for anybody to, to grasp. If somebody walks up to me on the street and punches me in the mouth, am I <laughs> supposed to accept that? Or, you know, do I, you know, swing back? Or, you know, how do you, right, yeah. at what point does it become defense and uh, malice? I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, thin lines that, but, you know, from the Army perspective, I, I, think, um, I, I think probably more as the culture that we're raised in through basic training, through our young uh, soldiering, uh, it's, it's kind of the opposite of that. Not, not to say that it's, uh, you know, anti-gospel in the military, but I think we're, you know, we're brought up through that training session to, you know, anybody that opposes us, we must crush them. And... And there's a certain aspect of that in the in the military that 
you know that that it's is pretty true. necessary. The, you know, really. the, we're you know we're a strong military. We're a huge force in America, sure. and, and that's what keeps us safe. That's what keeps us free here because that threat is there. But uh, when you cross the line in your heart, I think is a big uh, a big deal. Uh, there's times where you have to protect and you have to defend yourself, and and then same as I raise boys, there are times you know on the playground you may have to defend yourself, mm. but uh, kind of like a John Wayne movie. Uh, <laughs> after you knock that guy down, can you can you extend your hand? Can you help him back up? And I think that is more in our heart. You know, that's that's where uh, uh, I think uh, that last passage that we talked about in Luke six, then where he talks about be gracious. You know, uh, as your God is gracious, yeah, merciful, gracious. As merciful. Your God. Yeah, yeah, merciful as your God is merciful. I think that's a big deal. Um, your action may not necessarily reflect your heart at the time. And, and I think you can still show uh, grace even through, um, you know, some dominance or, you know, whatever, sure. whatever it may be. Um, so there's a lot of nuance to that, really. I mean, we've heard this applied, or I guess I would say misapplied, uh, through a lot of different settings. And, you know, many have used this over the years to, to say that Jesus was teaching pacifism and that, you know, no Christian should serve in the military, uh, which I guess by extension that would include serving in the police, uh, in a police force or any kind of a, a thing where you might be required to use violence. And that doesn't appear to be what he's talking about here. Kind of what you were referring to, uh, especially in talking about raising your voice, is an internal character issue to be able to, and I, of course you already know I like the, the John Wayne reference, not that John Wayne is necessarily the picture of the Christian model um, in in the movies necessarily, but there are elements that we can draw from that to to be able to deal with what needs to get dealt with, and yet still be loving in how you handle it. That's a pretty significant part of what Jesus is talking about here. Right. Yeah. I mean, we will be wronged in our lives. There will be. Oh yeah. That seems to be that, a theme for what Jesus is right, saying. Right. Uh, you're. There will be people that, you know, come against you for, uh, you know, hopefully it's they're coming against you because you're living the Christian lifestyle. But there's, you know, there's going to be um, problems. And I don't think uh, based on Jesus's, um, you know, personality and what we can uh, derive from him as we read the Bible, I don't think he ever asks us to be uh, uh, weak. Uh, when he talks about mm. meek, I think there's a different... Um, perspective in that. I don't think he's ever asked us to uh, have to deal with injustice uh, time and time again, but I think he wants our hearts to be right as we defend ourselves, as we as we may have to, um, you know, uh, the, that righteous indignation uh, yeah. thing comes up. And, and I think, you know, sometimes you do have to um, you know, step up, but I think a lot of it, I, I think, is based on what where your heart's at. So you're saying, it, it sounds like you're saying that there's a time when fighting is the right thing. There's a time to fight and a time to to stand down, which reminds me of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 3, saying there's a time for war and a time for peace. Sometimes the appropriate thing, the God-honoring thing, might be to stand up and not turn the other cheek, which is pretty important for us to recognize that we don't 
we don't want to sit here and say, oh, well, Jesus was wrong, or the Bible doesn't mean what it says. But we do need to look at it in the context that it's intended. And so as he's talking through this, he's, you know, he's just come off of this greater reality idea that, you know, blessed are you when, when you're afflicted, uh, when you're persecuted for the sake of the name, a woe to you when you're comfortable in this life and when everybody speaks well of you. And neither of those things is elevating, you know, he's not saying that because you're afflicted, you get extra points with God. Or because you're wealthy, uh, God will judge you and condemn you. But he's saying that you got to raise your gaze. you got to look beyond this world and not set your heart on those things, but set your heart on, on God above your circumstances. And then that leads into this personal interaction that he's dealing with, primarily not talking to soldiers and police officers uh, but talking to just everyday regular Joe people uh, and, and not he's not negating the law, but he's clarifying the law, saying that this personal stuff is more than in Matthew talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I'm telling you, you know, more than that, you need to endure this. And I think you hit on a key point of, of what Jesus teaches here is the difference between meekness and and weakness, where weakness is the inability to defend yourself. That, you know, I'm, I, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm just going to be a mouse, I'm going to be a doormat. Whereas meekness is choosing to stand down when I could. I could rightfully seek retaliation. You have taken from me, I have the right to then seek retribution against you. And Jesus is talking about a heart of love and mercy that says, Yes, I have the right. Yes, I have the power. But I'm choosing instead to follow my Lord's example. And I'm going to give up my rights. That doesn't mean I'm going to not protect the rights of other people. It doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, not stand up to handle stuff. I remember, you know, and you, again, you and I have talked about this with our sons before. You know, I'm not from an Army background. I'm from an Air Force background, which I've been told many times is almost military. <laughs> you know. But there's an orderliness to military life. There are choices and there are consequences. There are rights and there are responsibilities. And you go along with that. And we've tried to teach that same kind of a mentality to our sons, you know, raising the, the three sons that I have uh, along with my two daughters. And, and uh, I remember telling, I think, all three of my sons, you're going to get in trouble if you get in a fight at school. That's just reality. And it doesn't matter if it's your fault or somebody else's fault, somebody jumps you in the hallway and decides they want to pound on you because you look funny, you're going to get suspended because you're part of a fight. That's how it works. I can't do anything about those consequences. But I will tell you, if you are the bully, <laughs> if you're the one instigating the fight, then you and I are going to have an issue. If you are defending yourself, I'm not going to reward you for that, but I'm not going to hold it against you because that's natural. That's normal. That's the that's how the law is intended to work. But if you're in a fight because you're defending someone else who can't defend themselves, some weaker person or your sister, and someone is impugning their honor or seeking to get them in a fight, and you get in to defend them, I'll honor that for you. You'll still get suspended from school, yeah. but I might buy you dinner for standing up for the for those who are uh, under the gun uh, and can't uh, defend themselves. That's 
reflective of the nature and character of our God. Our, our God is a defender of the weak, and therefore we also need to be that. But to, you know, to think, oh, you know, I'm going to, this kid jumped me, well, I'm going to beat the sass out of him. Okay, that makes sense from a worldly perspective, from a natural perspective, but Christ is calling us to a supernatural perspective. That doesn't mean you have to sit there and just let him punch you. He's speaking, you know, he's giving a command, but he's also speaking in hyperbole to make sure that we understand what's going on here, that our job is not <laughs> is not to just be a punching bag for somebody. It's okay to duck. It's okay to move. It's okay to counter, to put an end to this. But there, the idea of retaliation, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, that should be a limitation, that it should never go beyond that. But that's for those who don't know Christ, who laid down his life for us. And that's kind of the difference between meekness and weakness, again, is, is this idea that uh, nobody took Christ's life from him. He laid it down voluntarily. Well, that's the, I mean, the playground lessons that we learn and we teach, or we have learned and we teach now, um, can, you know, carry over into our lives, you know, for the, our whole lives, because same thing, you know, hopefully we're not uh, still getting bullied in life or we're getting pushed down on the playground or, uh, you know, those things are happening. But it, same things happen, you know, in grown-up life too. Somebody, you know, forfeits a contract or somebody, uh, you know, does whatever that you, you feel is wrong in your eyes, whether it be financially or whatever. And we can make a choice. And that's not to say, again, it's not to say to sit back and say, well, you know, take all my hard-earned money uh, and and almost encourage criminal behavior. But there is a line that we can draw and say, well, you know, this this guy wronged me and now I am going to find it, everything within my I'm means. Taking to, to clean that's right. I'm going to I'm going to hurt this guy so bad. His whole family's going right. to feel it. And you, know, and you I, can do that. Right. Doesn't right. mean you should. And again, this passage is unnatural for us. It's it's uh, yeah. you know for some reason our human nature wants retaliation, wants what we think is justice even though uh you know there's certainly nothing just about, you know, God God sending his son and and uh sending Jesus to save us. And I think when he talks about it in the passage um uh, then your reward will be great and your children are the most high because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Um, that's us, the unkind. You know, that's the, right. The, I mean, that's, that's not some bad guys that we think, oh, I wonder who he's talking about there. Now, he's talking about, you know, you and I, the, uh, the wicked and ungrateful. And so we, you know, that unnatural feeling that says, man, this guy really has wronged me and I'm going to, you know, hate him forever and I'm, you know, I'm going to hate his family and we're all going to, you know, mm-hmm. That's that's the opposite of what Christ has uh, shown us, and you know the the hero in this story is is the one who who dies, and that's the it's a little it's bit kind of an upside down right. World. It's a little bit upside down from what we see in in the movies and and all that stuff. So it's so it does become that unnatural feeling, but mm-hmm. but uh, certainly worth um, you know following the scripture, and, and it goes against the natural order you know there's there's the idea that might makes right and there's also the idea that right makes might and we look at at justice from a 
from the idea of restraining evil, of you know paying that back as a deterrent for others, and there's all of those things apply. All of those things are valid, and uh, in many instances within parameters ordained of God. I mean, including capital punishment. God's the one that instituted capital punishment in Genesis six nine. So his point was life is precious. Therefore, if you take it you're going to forfeit yours hmm. because only I can give and take life. So it's not, it's not as, uh, <laughs> as soft and, and, you know, what do I want to say, touchy-feely as we sometimes kind of make it. And if we, if we teach children that they just absorb all that the world is giving them, then it's pretty tough for them to ever get to a place where they can voluntarily lay their life down. Because we create weakness rather than meekness. If we teach them to stand up and defend what needs to be defended, then they can, as they grow, as they get older, and as they understand the scriptures, they can learn to discern when, when does might need to be applied to enforce the right, to protect people from evildoers, to restrain that. Uh, you mentioned you know, encouraging that and... and uh, we were reading uh, John Calvin's commentary on this passage, uh, you know, this almost 500 years old uh, commentary, and it said the same thing, that this is not intended for us to whet the appetite of those who are bent toward evil. If we're, if, if we're just going to ignore evil, then we're encouraging evil. And that's not a loving thing to do to, to those who are victims of that evil, but it's also not a loving thing to do to the person who... Um, to the person who is perpetrating that evil. We were uh, reading a, a passage in, uh, right now I'm, I'm losing it. I should have written this down before the podcast. Obviously a slick operation here. <laughs> uh, but just last night in Bible study, we were talking about um, the, Christ's vision for the world. And yet, uh, as we're talking about what would be coming in last days, I want to say it's Second Peter, um, as we're seeing these things happen um <laughs> jesus also said or, or peter also says stay away from those people have nothing to do with them so there is a, a time when there's a the loving thing is to cut somebody off because if you don't they don't ever see the wickedness of their ways so if we want somebody to actually find grace in christ they need to understand that there is a law consequence to their wicked choices, and if there's if they never have to face consequences, then um, how are they ever going to get a better picture? Right. Well, I when any time I think of you know forgiveness, or when you you know the obviously the song that it, you know it's even when the courts and the jury and the judge tell you you have the right to hold the grudge, um, you know forgiveness is a huge thing, and it's and it's but. I think of that young lady from Michigan State that recently oh, yeah, uh, the gymnast. in the courts and, and addressed him and, and said, you know, I, I hope that you can find Christ. But, you know, you're, there's, a, there's an evil that she was able to defend right. because she was able to forgive. Uh, and, and I've experienced other people in life um, who have been through some horrible, tragic things. Uh, a lady that had her daughter murdered and could not forgive and has since then you know 20 some years later or whatever it was maybe more is 
bitter and angry and suffering because she just can't find forgiveness and and it's and it's difficult to do um but that's where peace comes when you can when yeah. you can actually uh that school shooting that was uh in indiana the uh, down kind of in it was the amish country i think somewhere and uh guys shot up the school and they and they came out with a message of you know forgiveness and right. and how they were moving forward and and uh it's just such a powerful thing and we don't get it until we actually do forgive someone for for wronging us but it really there is a lot of power in it as opposed to uh what happens to your heart what happens to your uh, life as you cannot get over that grudge when yeah. you cannot forgive that really is uh, detrimental to our insides yeah. absolutely it's been said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die that yeah. you know it does that has that effect inside of us and so as we wrap this up you know all of this kind of makes it clear jesus isn't saying that the abused spouse uh you know, needs to stick around and, and continue to let that abuse happen. That's not the point. But seeking retaliation is is going back to a, a natural thing rather than a supernatural thing. So there's a difference between getting out of that situation and seeking retaliation. Uh, we don't allow evil to be perpetrated against our children. And the natural thing there is, you know, to to rise up and, you know, I'm going to destroy this you know, that that's not what Jesus is talking about. But what he is saying is you stand. Well, he's not saying this here. He says this elsewhere, and we see it uh, throughout the Old Testament in particular in the character and nature of God. We stand to defend the defenseless. We stand to make sure that right is carried out. But we don't stand to claim our own rights. That's not what he modeled for us. And he voluntarily laid his life down for us because God is merciful, as you read, to the, to the wicked and the ungrateful. And I can't look at somebody else and say they deserve whatever while I'm accepting the grace of God that was extended to me through Jesus Christ because what I deserve is hell and eternal destruction. Uh, and you know, our, our grandfather used to always say that. Deserves got nothing to do with it. What we deserve, every one of us deserves hell. So if we're going to receive and accept the grace of God in Christ as he forgives the unforgivable in us, then the only way for us to do that is to reflect that same grace to others by being merciful and forgiving the unforgivable in other people. So uh, I want to thank everybody out there for joining us and for being a part of this podcast. Jeff, thank you for being a part of this and, and, uh, I've enjoyed our discussion time oh, together. Thank you. Was, Maybe we'll do it again sometime. That's right. Okay, sounds good. <laughs>